This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson here in Studio B and happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Hope it finds you well. Hope you have uh, finished your shopping. I know there was a lot of people at the store yesterday looking for Valentine's Day gifts. I actually was proud of myself, planned ahead, had my gift all ready to go for today. And I hope you guys did too, and I hope you all enjoy it, however you may celebrate. But happy Valentine's Day, and thank you for spending part of your day with us here on the Black and Blue Report. We have a lot to talk about here on this Tuesday as the Pelicans are on the road. Four-game road trip to end the All-Star, or the unofficial first half of the season, heading into the All-Star break. And last night, what a game. They pulled out a big win over the Suns, 110-108, to finishing the season series three games to one in favor of New Orleans. All of them have been very close. I believe two of them went to overtime earlier this season. But Pelicans were able to prevail, down 12 in the second half. They were also 26 lead changes in the game. Back and forth we went, but the Pelicans were... Able to outscore the Suns 33-28 to in the fourth, and they won 110-108. Four, five players in double figures for New Orleans. Anthony Davis led the way with 24 points. Drew Holiday with 18. Nice as he eats one more back. Missed the last two games due to personal reasons. 15 points for him. Tyreek Evans with 15 points as well. As the team shot 47% from the field, 37 of 78. 16 turnovers, though. Those continue to be a problem for New Orleans as the Suns were able to score 23 points off of those turnovers. So now the Belkins State overnight in Phoenix will travel today to Memphis and will finish out against the Grizzlies on Wednesday as they are still three and a half games back of the Nuggets for the eighth spot. The Nuggets continue to play well. They've won three in a row, and they also beat the Golden State Warriors last night and scored and hit 24 three-pointers that ties an NBA record. So Belkins will still have some work to do. But if they can pull out a win on Wednesday against the Grizzlies, a 3-1 and road trip is a, is all you can really ask for for this team right now, even though it could have been 4-0 as that Kings game kind of got away from them after the Buddy Heald ejection. So on today's show, we'll uh, hear from Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com as we normally do on a Tuesday. And we'll hear from Rick Kamla from NBA TV as the Turner crew heads to the Big Easy this weekend for All-Star festivities. We'll get Kamla's opinion on the All-Star game and the festivities going on, plus some storylines heading into the unofficial first half of the season. 25 games to go for the Pelicans after that, so I'm not sure we say the halfway point. But nonetheless, the Pelicans and the rest of the league will have about a week off and that the uh, trade deadline and the second half of the season gets underway next week. We had the trade today already. Serge Ibaka from the Magic heading to the Raptors in exchange for first-round pick and Terrence Ross. So I'm sure we're going to see a lot of rumblings, a lot of rumors. Some of them are true, some of them are not. So... Should be an interesting week between the All-Star game and the trade deadline. So lots to look forward to as we head into the weekend. All right, let's get started on today's show. Up next is Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com, then Rick Kambla of NBA TV. Stay with us. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to win the night with your bud by scoring the Guys Night Out ticket package presented by Coors Light. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four Coors Light beers, plus two collectible pint glasses, all for as low as $50. 
Win the night with the next Guys Night Out on Thursday, February 23rd against the Houston Rockets. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. All right, we continue to talk about the Pelicans here on this Tuesday. Since it is Tuesday, that means we are joined by Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. He joins us from Phoenix, Arizona, before the team heads out to Memphis as they round out the uh, road trip and will round out the unofficial first half of the season against the Grizzlies on Wednesday night. Hello, Jim. Good to talk to you as usual. Likewise, Daniel. Always good to uh, speak with you on Tuesday. Absolutely. Jim, let's talk about this road trip uh, to start things off here. Two and one, and they've all been very different games. Very weird road trip, I would say. Could be a 3 no road trip, honestly. You had a blowout win against Minnesota. You had a game against Sacramento that you had the game in hand, at least in the first half. And then the Buddy Heald ejection uh, took a turn for the worse as far as the Pelicans were concerned. And then you had the game last night, which... Uh, there were 26 lead changes. Suns had a double-digit lead, and the Pelicans were able to scratch one out in Phoenix. How, how would you describe this road trip so far? Yeah, it's been pretty eventful. I mean, the, the Sacramento game, there was all kinds of stuff happening. Um, it seems like it's usually that way when the Kings are involved, or DeMarcus Cousins specifically is involved, that there's a lot of drama going on on the court. Um, but... Um, the, the Minnesota game was, was a huge roller coaster that they ended up being on the good side of. And then last night was, like you said, it was characteristic of all of the games between the Pelicans and the Suns this year. They've all been tight. So, but I mean, overall, you got to say two and one on, on any road trip. I think no matter how you get there is, it's definitely been a good thing. So overall, I think they, you got to be pretty happy with two and one. Although, like you said, when you're in the position they're in, you need every win. And if they were three and zero, it would really be uh, probably a different outlook today. But um, nonetheless, you know, I think they're pretty happy with with two and one. Although getting that Sacramento game would have would have been really nice. Yeah, two and one is okay right now. But have you been pleased with at least how the team has played on this road trip so far? Yeah, over. I mean, overall, I think so. But I think there's still a few things that have been problems, such as turnovers. It's funny the. They've been a pretty low turnover team on average throughout the season, but it seems like sometimes it, it it comes into play at the worst possible times. And last night they had a few really bad turnovers in crunch time, but they were able to overcome it. So, um, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it's you keep doing that and you're going to pay for it. And I think they have they have paid for it a few times um, here and there, especially on the road this year. But um. Last night they were able to do just enough to to win the game despite that uh, that problem. Each one more and Tyreek Evans were big last night, both with 15 points. Is the bench going to be a huge factor as far as how the Pelicans play down the stretch, getting contributions from guys like Moore, Evans, and Galloway, Modiunis? I think so. I mean, I think more often than not they've been good this season. I I definitely don't have many complaints about the way that those those guys have played. I mean. 
you know, you're not going to have a great night every night, but I'd say for the most part when I look at the, the numbers at the end of the game and I look at how guys played, it seems like they've had – I'm just going to throw out a percentage or a number, but it seems like maybe about two-thirds of the games this year, when you've looked at it, you've said New Orleans had the, had the better bench tonight. So I think that's definitely something that, that has been a positive for for most of the season. So let's talk about Pelicans have 26 games to go uh, heading into Wednesday night's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Three and a half back of the Nuggets right now, and there's a, a plethora of teams there that are fighting for that eighth spot right now. And unfortunately, the Nuggets have been playing really well, including a big win over the Warriors last night. What are, what are the big things for the Pelicans that they need to turn around just to maybe have a fighting chance here the second half of the season? Well, I think it's, it is getting to the point. I mean, like you said, there's still 26 games left, which is a decent amount. But it's funny to be at the All-Star break and realize, you know, after Wednesday that there's only 25 games left. It seems like the All-Star break is getting later and later in terms of how many games every team has played by the time that weekend comes. But, I mean, realistically, when you combine three and a half games out with how well Denver's been playing, like you said, they had a great win against Golden State. And Nikola Jokic, I think, is becoming a star over these last few weeks. So it's kind of changed the shape of the race in the in the West a lot. And then you also, which I didn't even mention, that there's several other teams that are in the mix as well. And some of them have played pretty well. Sacramento all of a sudden has won three games in a row and had a couple good wins in there. So beat Boston and beat Atlanta. So, from how it affects the Pelicans to me right now is that you the urgency is even more there and there's the margin of error I think is has gotten smaller and smaller in terms of you can't say like okay well you know let's get it together in a couple of weeks and you know we'll still be fine I mean I think right now they they're really in a situation where I'm not going to try to predict the number but I mean you you need to win a huge chunk of the final 26 games to to have a have a chance to to be in the race and um the the way right i mean there's obviously the way the other teams play other than when you play them head to head is out of your control but that's one thing i, I think in general has been been a there was a stretch where it seemed like everybody was losing but it but lately it's been been the other way where um some of these other teams are, are starting to put it together and with with denver i think we, we talked about this earlier in the season there was a there was a time when it looked like the eighth seed in the West might be, you know, 36 and 46, just throw out a number like 10 games under 500. I think, but I think now really the way things are going, you're, you're going to have to, I don't think the eighth seed is going to be way below 500. It's possible it'll be, it could even be 500 by the end of the season. So when you look at New Orleans' record and you look at what it would take to get back up to, to break the break even marks, you can see that there's a, a ton of work ahead for them to do. And there's really just not a lot of, uh, like I said, margin for error from here the rest of the season. Yeah, Nuggets creeping around that 500 mark. They're still six games under, but still uh, they've been playing well recently, as you mentioned. But plus, Jim, I, I feel like the Pelicans, as Alvin Gentry said uh, during our broadcast yesterday in the last couple of broadcasts, that the Pelicans control their own destiny. You still play the Denver Nuggets three times. You play the Portland Trailblazers two times. You play Dallas two times, Minnesota once, Sacramento once. That's nine, ten games still against teams that you're still fighting for. So as much as, you know, it's been disappointing that the Pelicans haven't been able to string back-to-back -back wins together, you still have that slight hope that, hey, you can make up this ground with playing these teams that you still have some games left against. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think um, just the way the schedule is laid out, um, a lot of those are 
maybe from like mid-March on. So I think right now, if you want to look, obviously the players aren't going to do this and the coaches aren't going to do this or need to do this, but from a fan and media perspective, I think the way you could look at the next few weeks is that you want to be in position when you get to mid-March and then into April where you're maybe closer than three and a half games out the way it is right now so that when you do play Denver, they play Denver three times head-to-head over from between um, March 26th and April 7th. I'm looking at the schedule right here, obviously. And um, you want to be in a position where those wins will put you in eighth place or put you really close to that. Uh, what you want to avoid is a situation where over the next couple of weeks you play yourself out of being able to say, like, okay, all we need to win do is win these games and we'll be in really good shape. So I think that's that's another key as far as the short term goes is that they need to it would it would be great to to be able to go into that stretch where you have so many games where like you said um or Alvin Gentry said as well that you control your own destiny but the key is that you want to be able to keep it that way to to where at the end of the season you can just say okay all we need to do is win these games instead of it being like okay well we can beat Denver three times but we still need them to lose these four games and we need Portland to lose these you know et cetera et cetera so um that's I think that's one of the biggest things if you're going to try to say, okay, we're we're serious about being in contention is that you can slice maybe some of this gap between you and eighth place by the time you start playing Denver frequently at the end of March. Yeah, win on Wednesday night would be a huge start for that heading into the All-Star break with a 3-1 and record on the road trip, but it's against the Memphis Grizzlies who always play the Pelicans very well and sit sixth in the Western Conference right now. How can the Pelicans get a win on Wednesday? What are some of the keys that maybe after a day off today, the Pelicans can bounce back and see if they can pull off a win and get uh, finish three and one on the road trip? You know, the funny thing about the this season, the season series with Memphis this year, is that like has been the case in the last few years, they've been Memphis win, but this season they've been really tight games. I think both of them went to overtime. So, I mean, if you if they can get in a position where they have a chance to win in the fourth quarter, which I think they would take considering how good uh, Memphis is as a team and as well as how good they are at home. Um, it's going to come down to execution in the fourth quarter, taking care of the ball, not giving Memphis, you know, extra opportunities and, and things like that. And, you know, rebounding is, is pretty big against the Grizzlies as well. They tend to be pretty physical and sometimes can manhandle you in the paint. So um, I would say those two things are, are, are key, but I think, with one game left to go before the All-Star break, the one thing you want to really focus on and look at is just being focused and, and you know, finishing out the first half in a, in a, in a strong fashion and um, try to try to go from there and, and not, not look at it like, okay, well, we just got this one more game left to play and then we get a break. So hopefully that's what they'll be able to do against the Grizzlies. But like you said, the, you know, Memphis is playing really well. They've, only lost a couple games lately. I think one of them was to Golden State, and one of them was to o- at OKC. So they've been they've been really rolling again lately. Like we've seen from them a lot over the past bunch of years. Jim, before I let you go, we have to talk about All Star since it is uh, here in the Big Easy. As I've been in studio the last few nights, uh, the arena is looking good, starting to get set up for all the All Star festivities. Of course, it's here for the second time in a few years. Uh, do you have a favorite part of All-Star, or do you have any thoughts about this year with Anthony Davis being in the game and Buddy Heald being the Rising Stars Challenge? What, what What's your favorite part of All-Star Weekend? Yeah, I think 
I think it's become all the Saturday events between the three-point contest and the, and the dunk contest. I know I was just talking about this with somebody yesterday that the dunk contest, it's funny. It seems like it's almost every other year. It's either amazing or disappointing, but um, New Orleans has definitely had in the couple times the All-Star Games been there has had some pretty good um, dunk contests, even though I know the one that John Wall quote-unquote won, they didn't award an individual winner to. They gave it, that was kind of a, a questionable decision, obviously. But um, the I think the Saturday stuff has, has really become my favorite part of the weekend. I like the all I like the All Star Game, but it's it just it's become less and less competitive. It's become more like, um, you know, it's kind of taking turns. Like, okay, you, you're we'll let you're going to shoot some threes now. Um, we're gonna you're going to have some dunks, and it's kind of a trade back and forth type thing. And, and even the Rising Stars game, I think, has become like that, and which I I actually feel I'm kind of disappointed by because I feel like that game on Friday would be a lot more fun for the fans to watch if, if the players took it more seriously. I understand it's a long season and you want to have you want to have a, a time when you don't have to be like Alpha Blood and, and that intense and competitive, but um, I feel like the first and second year players should be looking at it more as like a chance to show what they can do against some of the other, you know, against their peers as in, instead of it being like just kind of a junior version of the all-star game which is what i kind of feel like it's become with the you got scores that are like i don't even know what it is like 150 to 140 and i, and I think it's only a 40 minute game so um the friday and sunday games i think in, in some ways i'm being completely honest here have have kind of been i've, I've lost a little bit of interest in them just just the just overall the, the actual play on the court the competitiveness but the Saturday stuff, I, I, I still enjoy. I think the three-point contest is great, and the dunk contest, depending on the year, has been provided a lot of really memorable moments over the last few years. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend, that's for sure. I think I'm with you. I look forward to Saturday night because I think that's become the kind of highlight of the weekend. Jim, I appreciate the time. As always, safe travels to Memphis today, and we'll uh, talk to you down the line. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. Sounds good. I look forward to seeing you. I'm sure we'll be we'll be uh, at a ton of different events and covering everything with Buddy on Friday and then AD Saturday and Sunday and all the other stuff that's going on this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Yep, looking forward to your coverage on Pelicans.com and the Pelicans mobile app. That's Jim Eikenhofer. And uh, when we come back, we'll hear from uh, Rick Hamla from NBA TV. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hey, New Orleans. 
the world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. NBA All-Star Weekend is upon us as the Big Easy takes center stage this weekend. Joining me now to talk All-Star and what's going on around the league is NBA TV host Rick Kamla. You can catch him throughout the season on NBA TV Game Time and, of course, follow him on Twitter at NBA TV Rick. Rick, glad to have you on. Thanks for joining me today. Dan, it's my pleasure. Can't wait to head to New Orleans later on this week. Absolutely. Before we get into All-Star Weekend, uh, let's talk about heading into the All-Star break here, just a couple days away uh, from the teams taking a break here. What are some things that have stuck out to you as we unofficially complete the first half of the season? Well, I mean, the, all the triple-doubles, uh, it's my favorite stat, uh, maybe in all of sports. I came up uh, a huge Magic Johnson fan and a Showtime Lakers fan, and I, I, I love versatile guys. Uh, those are the guys that I tend to gravitate to, the uh, the Jason kids, uh, you know, even an Andre Iguodala, <clears throat> able to do so many things. And uh, this year, uh, you know, thanks in large part to Russell Westbrook, with an astounding 26 triple-doubles as he speaks, James Harden uh, has a, a bunch uh, into double digits and triple-doubles himself. Uh, so I believe the number right now is 67. The all-time number is 78. Wow. Uh, that was back in 88-89. So uh, Russ and Harden and Draymond and these guys, they're on pace to shatter the previous triple-double record. Uh, that's been a, a really fun storyline that I've loved following. Uh, the greatness of the Warriors. The KD thing is a perfect blend. I always thought it would be because KD is an unselfish player. KD's not, uh, you know, I need 30 shots or else type of guy. I mean, he, he is a flow-of-the-game guy and obviously tremendously talented. Uh, I've been disappointed with the Spurs. I know they win uh, all these road games. They take care of, you know, they win every game that they're supposed to win. But, well, except for yesterday, I yep. guess a lot of people thought they should have beaten the Knicks. But I have not been impressed. I think they need a vast upgrade at the point guard position. Tony Parker played 31 minutes yesterday, did not score against the New York Knicks. I mean, I could go on and on, but, uh, uh, you know, the top of the West certainly has my full uh, and undivided attention. At this point, do you see any teams that can challenge both the Warriors and the Cavs to make it to the NBA Finals, or are we heading for another rematch here, you think? Uh, I think we're heading for another rematch. I mean, I think the Rockets can push Golden State, uh, you know, maybe to a six or seven game series, but Houston can't beat Golden State. Uh, uh, but I do think Houston presents the biggest threat to Golden State in the West, um, relatively speaking. <clears throat> Golden State's dropping 118 a game. Houston's dropping 114 a game. To beat Golden State, you're not going to stop them, okay? So to beat them, you have to score with them. And I think Houston is, is best equipped to do that of the Western Conference team. Uh, and, you know, you, uh, Toronto, really strong team. Uh, but DeRozan's gotten hurt. It's been a little weird for them uh, here over the last, I don't know, three to four weeks. And I feel like they're losing ground. I feel like they need to make a move. I feel like getting Paul Millsap would have been monstrous for them. Uh, but I, I think the Boston Celtics are a bigger threat to Cleveland than the Toronto Raptors. But that said, as constructed, this, this Celtic team is not beating the Cavaliers in a seven-game series. Now, Boston shakes up the entire league 
and uh, and makes a trade for, say, a DeMarcus Cousins, then we can have a different conversation. But, no, I think we're on a collision course, Golden State and Cleveland, for a third straight year. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, should be an interesting trade deadline, that's for sure. I feel like uh, you talked about the triple-doubles. The, this is the MVP race. It's probably one of the most wide-open we've seen in a long time. Does one stick out to you as a front-runner right now heading to the All-Star break, or is it just so hard to tell with so many guys uh, playing really well this year? Well, and, and you know, I – I think it's wide open between two guys, uh, Harden and Westbrook. And before the season, um, I'm rarely this correct, so I like to remind <laughs> people of this, but I, I predicted a 30-10-10 and 10 triple-double for Russell Westbrook and an MVP season for Russell Westbrook. I mean, so far, so good on that. But what I didn't anticipate is James Harden doing what he is doing and putting Houston where they are. They're third in the West. They're above the L.A. Clippers. Um, I don't think they're going to catch San Antonio, but – Come on, Houston third in the West? Give me a break. So if I had a vote right now, uh, ironically, based on what I said about Russ, I would I would uh, give the vote to James Harden because, to me, MVP is a merging of stats and win-loss record. It's not just stats. Like in baseball, you can kind of throw the records out and, and just look at the numbers. Oh, my God, this guy's 57 homers and 148. How do you not give him MVP, right? Well, I don't look at it that way in basketball, and Russ certainly – uh, has this team above the playoff line. They're going to be a playoff team, but they're probably going to be the seventh seed. Uh, Harden, with juicy numbers himself, uh, has his team up there in the three spot. Tough call, tough argument, but I would give the nod to James Harden right now. Yeah, no doubt about that. I, I would have to agree with you on that. Uh, you mentioned some of the teams that are maybe close enough to the Cavs or, or the Warriors, but maybe are a trade away. Do you see the trade deadline being... Uh, one that has a lot of movement, or what could, could we expect a big trade? What do you what do you think the tone is as far as the trade deadline? Will we see any big guys move, or will this be kind of quiet? I mean, I, that's like asking me, uh, how are the Hawks going to do against the Portland Trailblazers? I mean, you know how schizophrenic the Hawks are. Yeah. They win at Cleveland, they win at Toronto, they win at OKC, and then they you know get stopped at home. Uh, with all due respect, by your Pelicans, uh, you know, and it is a an observer of all 30 teams, the Pelicans should not be going into Atlanta and killing the Hawks. That just should not happen. So uh, I, I, to make a, a long answer a little shorter, I have no idea. Um, there are trade deadlines that I've been with NBA TV for 15 years. I, it seems like every time we think there's going to be a lot of activity, it's a quiet deadline. And every time we think it's going to be a quiet deadline, there's a ton of activity. Um, I, I really just don't know. Uh, but to me, like what I want to see, I want to see, and sorry, Sacramento fans, uh, but I'm going to try to hook you up here with this proposed deal. I think Boston should ship the number one overall pick by way of uh, Brooklyn and Marcus Smart or, you know, another piece that Sacramento likes for DeMarcus Cousins. We're talking about the number one pick in the NBA draft. And if, you know, certain individuals, and I'm not going to name their names, but if you follow college basketball, you know who they are. Yeah. If those individuals make the decision to go pro, this is going to be a very, very, uh, a very good draft at the top, and I think Sack could, could hit the reset button pretty pleasantly with one of these uh, with one of these young studs. But uh, I want to see Demarcus Cousins uh, in Boston or somewhere else because I just want that storyline to change. That storyline is very stale to me right now. Yeah, I think uh, Celtics fans would love to see Demarcus Cousins in a Boston uniform. That's for sure. Uh, let's talk about All Star. Uh, you've been with NBA TV long enough now. Uh, I know you've uh, handled a lot of All Star games, but here in New Orleans, it'll be the second time in a few years that. The Big Easy will get to host uh, the All-Star Exhibition. Uh, I'm not sure how many times you've been in New Orleans, but what attracts the biggest uh, events like the All-Star Game to New Orleans? 
I mean, you know, you live down there, yeah. the party. I mean, that's what it's all about. <clears throat> you know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be doing very much partying. I'm going to have my eye on the prize down there, saving my voice and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, the players aren't looking at it that way. I mean, they're down there to, to have as good of a time as possible. Uh, there's the players' party. There's Kenny Smith's party. There's the Turner party. There's all this tremendously fun stuff to do. But, you know, you're, when talking about the city, uh, the city of New Orleans can host a party like few others in America. And, and so I think when the thing happened in Charlotte with the legislation and the NBA was like, now what? Well, we've always had a good time when we went to New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans is a great city. Uh, last I checked, New Orleans could still use the business. So, uh, so it, it's just all good. We're all looking forward to going down there to NOLA. What's, what's your favorite part of All-Star Weekend? There's so many things now that go on with it, with the All-Star Celebrity Game. You have the Skills Challenge. You have Slam Dunk Competition on Saturday night and also the game. What's your favorite part of All-Star Weekend? Well, I'll, I'll give you my unselfish and my selfish answer. Selfishly, it's the NBA Development League All-Star Game that I'm play-by-playing uh, with, <laughs> uh, with Isaiah Thomas, with Brent Berry, uh, Jared Greenberg, Dennis Scott as well. I uh, love doing play-by-play. I don't get that many opportunities, so uh, I'm really jacked up for that. But in terms of my unselfish answer, I always love the three-point contest. It's, it's, got, it's got a clock. It's got drama. It's got rounds. Um, and, you know, to me, last year's slam dunk contest was arguably the best of all time. But that's, that's an outlier based on recent dunk contests that we have seen. Um, I don't anticipate this year's dunk contest being, you know, of, of that ilk, you know, of an all-time great status. But, uh, what I do think is going to happen, I think this Jones fellow who's been in the D League all year for, for uh, the Phoenix Suns, uh, I think he is going to open some eyes. And we have long sort of wanted, because the D League has a uh, slam dunk contest too, and typically the winner of the D League dunk contest can really get up and do some amazing things. So this essentially is adding a D League player to three NBA guys. Uh, and I, I don't know what DeAndre Jordan's going to have. I, I, I would imagine props, creativity, because he's a big man. You can't just run up there and dunk. That's not going to impress anybody. So I would anticipate some stunts and gimmicks from him. Uh, and I would anticipate from Aaron Gordon, who had three fifties last year, uh, this is going to be his moment in the sun. Uh, I actually thought he beat Zach Levine last year mm-hmm. fairly, uh, but didn't get the nod. And uh, I think Aaron Gordon will win uh, the slam dunk competition going away this year. I'm glad he brought up uh, Derek Jones Jr. and you mentioned the D League and all that. Do you feel like maybe this will open the door for uh, NBA D League players to participate in competitions like this? If the guy is talented enough to do so, that we could see this more in the future. Yeah, well, I mean, if if Jones face plants, then no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if but if uh, Jones goes out here and and steals the show and has Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley and all these guys howling and uh, you know if he sends Twitter ablaze with some dunk we've never seen. Uh, then I think that the door is wide open. But, you know, here it is. Uh, You know, the development league, and like I said, a lot of us commentators have said, hey, these D-League guys can really get up. It seems like a lot of the NBA guys don't want to do it. Uh, So get one of these young, lovely D-leaguers in there. So uh, Derek Jones, pioneer, uh, a D-leaguer in the dunk contest. Get it done, young fella. Get it done. Should be an exciting weekend here in the Big Easy. That's NBA TV host Rick Kamla. Catch him throughout the season on NBA TV's Game Time. Follow him on Twitter at NBA TV. Rick, and of course, NBA TV and TNT will provide comprehensive NBA All-Star coverage beginning Thursday from New Orleans, including TNT's exclusive coverage of the 2017 NBA All-Star Game, February 19th at 7. Rick, enjoy your time here in New Orleans. Enjoy the, the food, the festivities, and uh, thanks for the time. All right, Dan. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Yep. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. 
Akshner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Akshner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Akshner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-Akshner or visit akshner.org. It's time to win the night with family and friends with your New Orleans Pelicans. New season ticket holders coming on board for the 2017-18 season will get their next three games on us, including free beer and pre-game warm-up access with the team. This offer is only good through March 3rd, so call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. All right, good show today. Big thanks to Jim offer from Pelicans.com and Rick Kamla from NBA TV. We'll continue getting ready for All-Star tomorrow and through the rest of the week. Plus, we still have another game to go for the Pelicans tomorrow night in Memphis against the Grizzlies. Sean Kelly will chat with David Wesley tomorrow from Fox Sports New Orleans. Of course, it's a Wesley Wednesday. And again, we'll preview Pelicans and Grizzlies tomorrow from Memphis. That'll do it for today's show. Hope you all have a great Valentine's Day. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.